0: This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.
1: Hello and welcome to Growing You, Growing Your Business with me, Tony Walker. Um, Today I just really want to share or start the, the, the show with A little bit of an insight, I guess, and um, one of the things that I've learnt uh, over the 20-odd years I've been coaching is that behaviour, particularly I've noticed in these COVID times, is really impacted um, by what is going on below the surface of individuals. So what do I mean by that? Well, I just want to just think of the analogy of an iceberg, so what you can see above the waterline is is basically the behavior. But it's what's happening below the waterline is what is really supporting that behavior. So I just want to just go down very briefly to, to, to give you an insight as to perhaps what is below the waterline and how it does impact on your behavior and how you can perhaps do something about it. So first thing below the waterline that impacts on your behavior is your skills. Your skill set. So obviously, if you're not very skilled at doing something, then you're not going to be as confident in doing that particular task. But obviously, as the skills build up, then you get more confident. Great. So next one is your values. Your values are basically uh, those that have been imposed uh, upon you, shared or otherwise by your family and your background and your upbringing you then consider those to be your values whether they good bad or indifference but they will impact upon your behavior and the third one is your beliefs really as to whether you feel that you can or can't do something is entirely up to you but that will impact on your confidence and how you see yourself and your behavior ultimately but this all really uh, distills down to your identity Mm. really how you see yourself because ultimately if you see yourself as I don't know as a failure then your behavior will uh, reflect that but of course if you see yourself your identity of one that is somebody that has learned and has learned by failing forward then your behavior will represent that very learning so on that basis um, it gives me great pleasure to introduce a good buddy of mine Ben Graham from Mortgage Shore and certainly uh, I've been working a few few years now with Ben and I've certainly seen Ben's behavior and identity change and it's been an absolute pleasure to see what it is that you've achieved in in that time Ben so welcome thank you Tony great to be here great okay so Ben just tell the
0: audience <laughs> you know, tell us a little bit about yourself what yeah, makes you tick sure um where did I start? Crikey. <laughs> um, so look, a little bit of background, I guess, for starters, Tony. Um, I'm a Wellington boy, born and bred. Grew uh-huh. up there, spent the first 20 years of my life there. Met my lovely now wife Ruth um, in Palmerston North and we moved up here in late 2013. Um, we'd both been studying in Palmy uh-huh. at Massey, here as a teacher. Um, I was what you'd probably call a professional student and that I enjoyed university <laughs> uh, for the lifestyle but not so much the study. Um, So when Ruth graduated university, we moved up here to Hawke's Bay, um, and I'd been working in menswear, so selling suits, um, making suits, all that goes with that, which I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the the wardrobe allowance and the cheap clothes. Nice. (laughs) Yes, of (laughs) course. But um, didn't see a lot of career progression there without moving to Auckland, which is not something we were looking to do at the time. So um, in terms of um, where I've got to now, we some years ago now we're looking at buying our first house our timing was good and that the market was good but not as crazy as it is mm-hmm. now and we were able to get into our first home and we'd been to the bank um, and didn't think it was going to be possible but we through a friend of a friend learnt about this concept of a mortgage broker or a mortgage advisor and we didn't really know what this was but went along and saw a gentleman by the name of Mark Davenport who helped us arrange the finance for our first house right um, so we were able to buy our first home, which is very, very exciting, and then we were sitting down with him about a year later to review that, and he said, how's things going? Are you looking for a change? And I was, but I didn't really realize it at the time, and he said, would you like to come on and learn this industry? Mm. So I said, okay. Think about it, thought about it. Big risk, big change going from being employed to being self-employed. All right. Um, but took the jump, and here we are almost five years later. Good, man. So there's a bit of background. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> and it's funny because I,
1: I remember you in that suit shop as well. Yeah. Uh, yep. Absolutely. And so therefore, to see that transition for you in, in going from, as you say, employee to self-employed, mm. so I've definitely seen the growth in you. And so you know, obviously, thinking about you know, the mortgage industry, you know, the, the way that the the housing market's gone. I mean, mm. everybody knows it's gone crazy, crazy. Um. But in the five years that you've been doing mortgage broking, what have you what have you learnt about the housing industry, and and well, yeah, there's a few <laughs> there's a few caveat not caveats additions to this question, but I guess what have you learnt in the industry and and from that learnings, how do you then find yourself advising your clients? Mm. Okay, yeah, mm. good
0: question. Um, I think the biggest takeaway is that property has historically and probably always will be one of the safest and best investments you can make. Um, There's a lot changing at the moment, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But um, in terms of what i learned, the industry was a very steep learning curve as I'm not a banker. The majority of mortgage advisors or brokers, depending on what you want to call them, are ex-bankers, so they've got the experience in the industry. So for myself coming in, it was a very steep learning curve. So just the industry as a whole is probably the, the key thing that I've learned. But I think particularly starting out, I was a recent first home buyer and quite young in terms of the average age of the industry which meant I had the empathy and the ability to work with first home buyers mm. and understand their plight and their predicament and work alongside them from you know step A to, to eventually getting the keys to the home and then being their go-to going forward as well. So that's what I find very rewarding and that's where I sort of found my niche because as I was learning I was there to help those people because it's not something you learn at school. They don't teach you how to buy a house.
1: Yeah, and that's that a very, very valid point because, mm. um, and, and that's been the pleasure, I guess, of watching you grow because, well, so much so that I even trust my... <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, dare I say, yeah, but I do, you know. Yeah. You're um, going to be my neighbour soon, it'll yeah, be great. Absolutely, so, yeah, yeah so we're going to be, yeah, very close neighbours and, you know, you, and I do, I trust you totally um, with, with with you know, that, that side of, of, of finance and so great, you know, we're, we're getting our mortgage uh, through you. And you know, you've made it so so straightforward, seriously, seriously good. Um, and this is what I I guess is is often what what goes uh, amiss is is sometimes because I'm an ex banker and I will always tend to do is just focus on the deal and Mm. let's get that deal done and move on to the next one. But I found that that you don't do that. You you you're a little bit more well you're a lot more subtle than that and, and you're geared more towards that relationship, I guess, that that you can create with with your client. Um
0: has that strategy well yeah how has that strategy worked for you, should I say? I think it is a, a not necessarily a point of difference, but a strength of the way that I operate is that it is relationship based. Yeah. And like anything and again going back to not, you know, having experience in the industry, if you have the type of personality where you can build rapport and get on with most people that's the most important thing everything else can be learnt mm-hmm. um, one of the things I did learn in the industry well in any industry really is that you know challenges and things crop up that you need to overcome but if you expect that it's, it's a lot easier to to deal with so it's, it's mm-hmm. smoothing that process for the client that in the background you might be under a bit of pressure, yeah. but the client doesn't necessarily need to know that because they're coming to you to to make the process as stress free as possible. Yeah, yeah. The so analogy you talk about with the duck. Yes, smooth sailing on the top, but underwater the um, the legs are going like crazy. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, absolutely. and absolutely, and, yeah. and
1: certainly, I've known uh, some of the deals that you've. I've been working through, and uh, yeah, you've you've your learning curve has been steep, but you've mm. continued. You you've just keep going, keep moving forward. So that's why I admire you. So so, what then would you um, advise anybody that is looking at you know getting a mortgage? And oh, I'll just go to the bank. You know, what
0: do I want to use a broker for? Yeah. So I mean, I think that the industry is broadly speaking, quite young still. It's sort of 30 years old, which in terms of a lot of industries is quite young. Um, but we, the broker industry in, in New Zealand accounts for close to 50% of the, the mortgages that, that the banks do these days. Mm. Um, if you go to your own bank, they've got a set of policy and rules and you've got to fit into that box. And if you don't, they're not necessarily going to be able to help you. Whereas if you were to come to an advisor, be that me or another one, we have access th- to most or all of the banks in New Zealand as well as what's called non bank lenders or other finance companies. So we don't have to try and squeeze you into one box, we can find the box that's gonna fit your circumstances mm-hmm. and your needs. So it's our job to do that to not only get you the best deal in terms of interest rates and things like that, but understand your goals and ambitions not just in the in the short term but also going forward. Yeah. No, that's so that would be why. Got it. Mm. Got it. Yeah, because
1: you know, the, the, obviously the, the banking industry is, is pretty well established. So,
0: so I mean,
1: do they like working with you, or do they, <laughs> you
0: know, would they rather you know that people mm. come to them? It's really, it's it's really interesting because there wouldn't be many industries where the person who pays you, who's your your meal ticket, are also your competitor. Mm. So it's quite interesting in that sense. But I think given the market share now that brokers have, that's fifty percent of their industry, they don't have to employ their own bankers to pay a salary to. Good point. So I think in that sense, yes, um, it doesn't cost the client anything to use our service. So the bank gets the business that they want and they pay a commission to the advisor. But what that's worth to the bank compared to what they pay in salary or or wages, Mm. I would say would be well down.
1: Yeah. And Mm. certainly, as you were saying, whilst... um, it's not discrediting the banks, of course. No. You know, they, they they will do their best to um, create that relationship with all the customers that that, that, that they uh, get that come across their tables. Um, but what I have found is, again, being an ex banker myself, um, you know, we just tended to focus on the deal and and doing as as, as best as we can with regards to customer service. Um, but from my perspective, I think that that yes, you know, your your customer service is just that step a little bit above more than what is expected so that i guess is certainly from talking to people who use your mm. services that's that's one of the key things that keeps them coming back to see you is, is just the way that you make the difficult
0: relatively easy you know it's yeah. not easy easy but it's relatively easy. So, yeah. yeah i think you have to i think it's a non-negotiable that that customer service piece is. You Know there's all the banks, and then there's close to 40 advisors in Hawkes Bay alone now. Wow. So, yeah. if you're not doing a good job, there's a lot of choice out there, yeah, yeah, okay. And at the end of the day, getting an approval is, is really, really important, but mm. so is getting on with that person. Perfect, okay.
1: Mm. So, so then you know, we mentioned about okay, the housing um, <laughs> crisis, call it what you like, is going where it's going. Mm. Um, and I sort of mentioned it earlier in a question, but I, I guess just want to draw down a little bit more. But, you know, obviously. Now, new home buyers are—they're they're, they're perhaps I don't know—running scared or otherwise because there's this uh, notion, or it's not a notion—it's actually happened where the interest rates are starting to go yeah. up. Yeah. And so we've got a, almost a perfect storm, haven't we? We doing. You know, house prices going up, interest rates going up, banks are starting to squeeze down on on acceptance levels. So how how can you help these people then if, if there's all this pressure? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a tough time to be a first home buyer at the moment it really is yeah. um, and it's getting tougher without being too negative as you mentioned the interest rates are going up mm. which for a lot of my generation all we've known is interest rates going down Yeah, yeah. and it's great because every time you review your home loan if your fixed rate is coming off it gets cheaper Yeah, yeah. but that's not the case anymore Yeah. Um, that coupled with as you mentioned the bank's changing some of their requirements around who they can and can't lend to, Mm. um, as well as this triple CFA changes, which again are the Reserve Bank imposing more restrictions on the banks, which is making it tougher. So I think there's a lot of people out there who have assumed that they have the right to be lent money. And that has changed. So I think my role, and I'm learning as I go as well, is it's changing more, particularly with the first-time buyers, to an education piece. It's not great. Yep, off for go. Let's get you approved. It's here's some things that you need to do mm-hmm. to get to that point. Yeah. So it's a longer-term sort of game plan for, yeah. for myself and for the client. But if they're willing to, you know, make those sacrifices potentially and, and do what what's required of them, then... That it's still absolutely possible to get into a home. And I think we're lucky in Hawke's Bay that, yes, the market has, you know, risen rapidly, but compared to the, the big cities, it's mm-hmm. still relatively affordable to yeah. be who you talk to. Yeah,
1: absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, and of course, there's there's so much in the way of development that's uh, that's happening, you know, in and around Hawke's Bay. Central Hawke's Bay is just going mm-hmm. crazy, you know. Of course, Otani's mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. his thing. So, mm-hmm. so there's some really, really nice areas... Uh, Uh, out there so never give up you know they're still available you know they're out there go go find them (laughs) yeah and there's
0: more and more land coming to market to buy so
1: yeah yeah
0: and maybe that we do a lot more construction lending for those looking to build their first home okay um which again has its own set of challenges as you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but i think that's probably where we're going to see some growth now right Mm. right depending on materials
1: Yes, of course, because that, mm. that, that's going to be an interesting thing to, I guess, consider is the mm. we're starting to, to work with a builder. And I don't know whether this is outside of your remit or not, but certainly, you know, with the price of um, materials going up the rate in which they are, um, do do builders now still do fixed rate contracts? I mean, or would it be crazy for them to do that? And how does that impact upon any mortgage
0: that you've set up? That's sort of a developing and an evolving space. So fixed price contracts are what is provided by a building company that the bank likes because it is by its very nature a fixed price and that's what you know you're going to pay. But there's always been a clause in there that says that the builder can make changes to their contract if the cost of materials has gone up hasn't been relevant until now. And now we're just starting to see it creeping in. Mm -hmm. So it may be that we start to see building companies not wanting to do fixed price contracts, which is going to be interesting sort of, um, development and what the banks do with that will be interesting because, right. on one hand, you've got the bank saying we want a fixed price contract, the builder saying we can't provide that, something's right. got to give, so it will be interesting. Okay, mm. okay,
1: mm. all right. So, certainly, there's been, yeah, it's, it's been a good time, I guess, to learn to, to have this learning curve during this housing crisis or well, yeah. not crisis. Um,
0: well, it is a crisis, but um, mm. yeah, there's. Lending has and will always be readily available to the right people because yeah. at the end of the day, the banks make money by lending money. Yeah. So we often go through peaks and troughs where the the criteria changes and it gets challenging for a while, and the banks may turn around and go, "Oh, we're not making any money." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's when things may, may be rode back. So, what about
1: for you then? Just in going forward? Now, obviously, if the interest rates are going up, uh, but your business is growing and it's growing so well, which is fantastic mm. to mm. see. Um, so. What of the future for you? What's, what's, what
0: is you know, what's the it future like? for us? Yeah. It's uh, the, 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 I guess, not the fear of the unknown, but mm. a little bit of uncertainty because, as you said, the business is going quite quickly in the past sort of 12 months. Um, what that looks like in terms of not only our own business, but succession planning within Mortgage Sure cool. as a whole. Yeah. Um, whether we look to take on more people, whether Ruth, my wife, um, you know, becomes qualified and starts lending herself, mm. we're not sure. Yeah, but um, that's exciting and terrifying all at the same time. <laughs> I shouldn't say. Got it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: from yeah. a choice perspective, I get that. But having your darling alongside you, of course, is very natural, and <laughs> and it's going to be an enjoyable thing. And it's yeah. in fact all, all credit to to Ruth. Um, she has really, really in the role that she's taken on. Uh, um, I've watched her grow, mm. you know, so um, as a support. Mm. Um, person for you, um, it, it's really interesting because the dynamics bringing in somebody, particularly because they're a teacher, you know, so teachers are quite interesting, they're very fixed in the way they think. But Ruth has been brilliant in, in as much as that, okay, she has her way of doing things and then she's open to looking at how to create mm. the systems. And so, certainly from my standpoint, I've watched how, how she has grown. And how she supports and how she really understands your languaging better in a business yeah. environment, So, which makes for an overall better product.
0: Yeah, there was a period of letting go, and you know, you've got control of everything, but yeah. her skill set is so different and so much... Stronger than mine in different areas, and then systems and processes, which yeah. are my area of expertise. Yeah, so for her to come in and take over that business management space, so I can focus on the clients, has been fantastic. Yeah,
1: mm. yeah. Mm. In fact, that that is something that I'm sure that you know a lot of the listeners and viewers will understand. Those that have got businesses is really understanding how to uh, recognise uh, a good support uh, system mm. or develop a support system and get a support person. Into your space, um, because whilst um, in the early stages all you want to do is control that growth and, and everything is just you so i 've got, I've got to make sure that everything 's right, mm-hmm. and so therefore sometimes just letting go and just letting a little bit of that control go can be quite a a challenge and so yeah. again, watching you do that with with your lovely uh, darling ruth um, it 's fantastic you know it 's been a gradual process that i 've just watched and it's been yeah an absolute pleasure just to watch that process so so if you're watching Ruth you've done good (laughs) yeah how it's
0: when it's your wife and you sleep next to them and you don't have a choice but to listen to them (laughs) good answer (laughs) so fantastic
1: so um so still looking in the future but just general goals I guess you know
0: so where where would you like to be in the next say 12 months good question I've never been a great goal setter as Mm. you know Mm. um I've always been content to just let things grow organically, but as we've seen, if you do actually put a little bit of pressure or pressure on yourself to mm. grow it, it does happen. So if we can continue to sustain what we've done in light of you know a potentially more challenging market, I'll mm. be very very pleased, um, and then continue sort of working on a succession plan and a growth strategy in terms of what the business is going to look like in one, five, ten years. Yeah, um, is what I would like to do.
1: Brilliant. And, uh, and as you rightly say, look, you know, um, uh, just, just looking at your change of behaviour you know, with regards to goal setting, uh, to have that sort of conversation with Ben in the earlier days, it, wouldn't, it was not a happening thing no. because, as Ben mm. says, you know, he, he was very much working. In, in the moment which, which is great mm. but the the fact that you are now from a, a business standpoint you know are able to then visualize a little bit more into the future um, do you actually find that that has helped you in the way that you do business
0: it has yeah yeah absolutely mm. I think if we go back to you know that that piece where Ruth's coming in and is measuring the business in terms of the numbers mm. that's a great motivator for me yeah, so yeah. saying, oh, this is what you did this month. This is what you've got forecast for next month and the month after. Yeah. yeah. And you go, great, that's looking really, really good. it, you need to sort of pull your finger out and get yeah, on with yeah. it. It's been good. <laughs> um, so what was the question? Sorry, Tony.
1: Oh, I can't remember, but that's I'll move okay. on to the next one. i <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, just, in, in the moment there yeah. so, um, so what I'm thinking now is obviously the um, the brand of, of Mortgage Sure and, mm. and Ben Graham. Mm. Um, how How do people find you?
0: Um, so we majority of our business is still via you know referrals from happy clients, which is great because those are the ones we want because they come to your primed and ready to go. Yeah. Um, we have a steady and growing sort of social media presence, yeah, um, yeah. and we do some work there. So you'll find us on there. Um, website we've just redone as well. Mm-hmm. So across the digital channels as well as um, just good old fashioned referrals.
1: Yeah, that's
0: how you find.
1: Okay. Um, so your website address is nz. Fantastic. And yeah. you, you say you have a Facebook page?
0: Yeah, so Facebook and Instagram is been at morgudshore. Okay. So there's sort of info tip what's happening in the industry, photos of my kids, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> so that's what you find on them. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great. Again, it's, it's it is about, you know, people
1: really getting to know who you are. Mm. And and I guess for me, you know, in, in the in the time that I've known you and and Ruth and of course your growing family Mm. Um, it's been an absolute joy and a pleasure just in working with you and and seeing you grow and so I'm just I'm truly excited to see exactly what it is um, that you managed to attract into Mm. your life over the next uh, few months and years because again I know quietly you know this man just he just gets on with things but i know that as he says he does the duck or the swan underneath the water you know he's thinking all the time so so it's been a pleasure my friend and thank you, uh, thank you for, for making the time to come in and have a chat today it's been a, it's great just to have a catch-up and so look um if anybody wants to contact you it's ben graham at mortgage sure thanks buddy thanks
0: very much Tony. appreciate it for cheers This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming
1: possible.